listeners, and welcome to Note for Note, the podcast which takes an in-depth look at how music affects people on a personal level. I'm your host, Michelle Leishu. In today's episode, we'll be talking to Tony Garcia about Sufjan Stevens' album, Carrie and Lowell. Tony is a friend of mine and the founder of the Pretty Punk Podcast and Media Network. He's also the host of multiple podcasts, including The Macabre Sort, which is also available on that network. On top of that, I need to thank him because he kind of gave me the idea for this podcast. So without him, Note for Note wouldn't exist. Um, anyways, I've known him for a while now, and I learned some things about him that I never really knew. We wound up talking about the role music plays in shaping our emotions and how we process them. Anyways, I don't want to give too much away. Uh, so here's my interview with Tony Garcia. So I finally listened to this album. Yeah. Like, and my God, it is really good. Like, it reminds me of a few, um, reminds me of a few different artists, but like, like, why, why did you pick this album of any other album that like, that you have in your yeah. immense music yeah, yeah, catalog? Carrie yeah. and Lowell is important to me because, uh, it's basically the story about like, or not story, but reflections of Sufjan Stevens on his mother's death. In the entire time uh, when it came out, I just found out my grandfather uh, had cancer. So that like album like preceded it. Like it's the only thing I listened to whenever I thought of my grandfather and when I listened to him, when I talked to my grandfather. So it was just like his reflections on death and how he and how he was absorbing his mother's death and how he reflected on everything going up to it was a really really helped me get through that because it was like the first time I could ever actually like reflect on my emotions because mm-hmm. like there's not a lot of music that I listen I've listened to beforehand that from male artists mm-hmm. that expressed emotion that has that sort of emotional depth yeah it. yeah yeah it was either like angry or yeah it mostly was just anger because mm-hmm. most most male musicians when they want to express something it's it's like wrapped up in anger. That or they want to fuck something. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, definitely. Yeah, but like his, it was just like pure like sadness, and it was like mm-hmm. the first time I felt like, oh, these emotions are valid. Mm-hmm. Another another person who I respect has valid emotions and can express sadness without like just going off the walls and crazy and everything. Because mm-hmm. I was think I I was gonna pick like maybe like a Linkin Park album. Yeah, because I think Linkin Park was the first time I ever listened to music and was like oh, wow, I can have, like, an emotional... I can express myself emotionally through music. Mm-hmm. That was, like, my first real taste as a teenager that, like, oh, I need to let my emotions out in some way. But yeah. the only, like... They weren't offering deep introspection like Sufjan Stevens does. And it was just anger that they offered more than anything. So that's why I really picked this one. Because... Mm-hmm. And plus, I don't feel like there's a lot of people I ever want, that ever wants to talk to about it because of the subject matter it is it True. delivers. Because it's just you just need to go to a dark, a, not dark place, but a deep place. It's really mm-hmm. heavy to talk about this album without like bring up a lot of your own baggage. Oh yeah, and that's just like so. I've been really needing a conversation about this album. No, and, yeah, and well, that's the thing though is like I've listened to other Sufjan Steven albums, and like the thing, the thing with a lot of his music is it does, like you're saying, it does have that emotional depth. Mm-hmm. But I, I think we were talking about Illinois the other day. Yeah. And, like, you know, Cashmere Pulaski Day. And yeah. Like, there's pretty much everything I've heard by Sufjan Stevens has that sort of, like, 
beyond melancholy level of sadness to it. Like it is, it is a true sadness that reminds me of like Elliot Smith, like the, yeah. that type of stuff. Yep. Like, and even uh, the first song off of it. What's what's the first song off um, called? Death with Dignity. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh my God! Like. Like that first, that first line. When I first heard that line, "Spirit of my silence, I can't see you." I, I, I mean, I can't feel you. I was like, "Oh my god!" It's like, cause, like that sounds like, just like the lyrical lyrical structure. Sufjan Stevens also like is different on it than most other artists that I've listened to. Mm-hmm. Cause they're all very blunt. Yeah. He hides everything, all of his emotions, in um, in like. Forget the word, but metaphors? like and metaphors and yeah. those like that. But like spirit of my silence, I can't uh, feel you. It's like you know that feeling. You don't want to be. You you have this like tendency not to like just sit with your feelings. Mm-hmm. And like hit that opening line because like is this is what we're gonna do for the rest of the album? It just sit with our feelings. And it's like yeah. oh god, I'm not ready. <laughs> but then like yeah, mm-hmm. you just keep going through it. It certainly it that that first song certainly drew me in and like you know I was definitely and like just the production of it too and the sort of solitary nature of that whole like opening it's it's just what is it just him with a guitar or a banjo I can't remember what instrument he's playing on that first one I, th- I think it's but, a banjo because I know he plays banjos a lot with his music yeah but yeah yeah, yeah. and it's like yeah the, his style is very. You could, like, his songs, you could sit down with a guitar and play, mm-hmm. but when he records them, when he puts them on an album, there's, like, a level of production quality that, like, seems like it's unnecessary. Like, oh, this is what the song is, just me playing the banjo, but mm-hmm. when you actually listen to it, like, there's, like, just l- intricate parts to it that you don't expect, like, like, when he echoes his voice just slightly yeah. throughout it. No, and that, and that once again, like, yeah. very reminiscent of Elliot Smith. Yep. And I'm like, that, that's such... I, I, I love that that is such a big influence on him. Um, but it's not entirely about him this time around. Um, so I'm going to ask you this, too. Why, why this album above other albums of Sufjan Stevens? Because like I was yeah. saying, he does have other ones that, you know, have that same sort of, like, melancholy feeling to it. Like, what specifically about this album, like... Because I know you mentioned yeah. your grandfather's death. Yeah, yeah. But... But, like, I was also thinking about doing Age of Ads, but... As, like, a whole, mm-hmm. this album has, like, a thematic tone to it that, like, is relentless with pushing that theme. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like, Illinois it kind of varies. Yeah. You'll go with Chicago, and that's just a fun song. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, it has its sad moments. Yeah. Like, all Sufjan Stevens songs. But, like, Illinois just kind of, like, varies in the tones that it wants to present to its audience. Um, Carrie and Lowell just keeps it to a certain tone the entire time. So, as, like, a whole, it presents you, uh, it, it presents to you, like, a certain, like, emotion that you just are constantly feeling mm-hmm. and like i like that because i feel like a lot of albums that i listen to as a whole i'll get into like one song one song will be like a banger and i was like rocking out to the next song will like put me like in a mood but like it's never like i peek at any of those emotions mm-hmm. this song i'm just constantly just like 
just like feeling like any sadness or anything that I feel. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that's why, because just because like, I've never listened to an album that does that. Mm-hmm. That kind of like takes you on a story through it. It, it yeah. starts off with a sort of like, here's where we're going. You're getting in the roller coaster and it's yeah. just going to like follow along this same path. It's yeah. not something that's like. I mean, I think a ro- maybe a roller coaster is a bad analogy. Yeah, it's like up and down. Yeah. But maybe like one of those little old timey like train track yeah. up and down car things. Like, it's, it'll just go slowly rolling across yeah. these flat planes. Yeah, that's but basically, you're still going on a journey through it. Yeah, and like the and the subject matter it covers is different too. Every time mm-hmm. it like talks about it, it's like um, death with dignity is more of like discussing how. He interprets um, his mother's death and uh, and like him opening up his emotions to um, reflecting upon it. And then like the next song, Should Have Known Better, is more of a like introspection on how like he should have been more emotionally prepared for this, he feels like. Mm-hmm. But like obviously like you can't prepare for this kind of thing. Yeah. But like that like it basically like is a song to listen to when you're trying to process grief. I mean, it's an album you listen to when you try to process grief because he constructs so many different, like, songs and... Yeah, he constructs so many different songs to perfectly convey it. And that's, like, the reason why I really like this song because it was, like, perfect for my time of grief. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, this album. Yeah. And, like, every song, like is like feels so perfectly constructed to describe that part of feeling just grief and stuff yeah so when when you're saying like this this sort of grief that you feel when you listen to the album yeah um are you are you still experiencing that same um sense like sense of feeling when you listen to it now uh than when you first listened to like when when did this album like first come into your life it like it first came into my life like i was a fan of sufan stevens after age of ads Mm -hmm. i think age of ads is still like probably number one album depending on how i feel that day Mm -hmm. like like it varies between uh it varies between my beautiful dark twisted fantasy and age of ads (laughs) yeah which is like really weird but uh that is a very very interesting dichotomy yeah but when this album came out i was looking forward to it already because like there hasn't been a new Sufjan Steven albums in like four years, I think, since Age of Ads came out. Yeah. I mean, he did like a Christmas one, but that's not really like Sufjan Steven albums. Mm-hmm. But this was his first like studio album in four years. So I was like super excited. And then like I bought the album like a month after I found out my grandfather was diagnosed with cancer. And it was just like just meshed all perfectly mm-hmm. with that. And just like, oh, snap. And I think I would have been, like, more of an emotional wreck during that time if I didn't have this album as an outlet. hmm And, uh, it was just, like, like, this album taught me how to process emotions more so than most other things I ever have. And I think Supon Stevens, like, in general has taught me to do that. So that's, that's really why, uh, I think this is an important album to me. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think I'd be as emotionally, like, empathetic or understanding if this album never came in life not like i wouldn't be like 
totally apathetic in general. Yeah. But it just gives me that like extra push to be like, oh snap, yeah, yeah. Like boys can be soft and like feel their emotions and stuff too. So before before this album, were you like a much more like closed off person? Like you know, I mean, you were listening to Sufjan Stevens before, so I'm gonna assume that you're yeah. not like 100 percent like always trying to be a badass and like put on like a strong face like all the time but like were you yeah. and kind of are you still the type of person who's like known like to your friends and family or whatever to like kind of conceal your emotions like it it doesn't even have to be like sadness but like there's a sort of like stoicism um in the male identity that i think is very much like highly regarded yeah. Especially, you know, in Midwest, in America, that's yep. sort of, like, stiff upper lip, like, you know, the only emotion you can really show is just, like, aggression, um, and, and, like, do you, do you think that, were you, were you ever more in that sort of, like, I'm not going to, like, sh- tilt my hand to anyone so that they can't hurt me by knowing something, not knowing how I'm feeling? Yeah. Well, honestly, to find Stevens as an artist and come into my life until I had an ex who showed me. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's, like, a n- whole other bags of, like, like stuff. No, that's interesting. Yeah. Like, I, I kind of want to explore that. What, well, tell me more about that. I was dating a girl in, like, 2011. Yep. Well, 2012. Yeah, 2012. That's, like, right before Asia of Ads. Well, yeah. 2012. Yeah, she... Gave me a whole playlist. It was like full of, like at that point, most music I listened to was rap and metal. Mm-hmm. She gave me a playlist that Which was is aggression. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. She gave me an album that had uh, um, brand new Sufjan Stevens and Bon Iver on it. Oh, yeah. I mean, she gave me like a playlist. Yeah. So like that's I was good, like, that's geez. a good mixtape. Yeah, and I was like, oh god. And then like after Feudal Devices was like the main song that got me and then I listened to like Age of Abs and I was like this is the ama- most amazing album I've ever listened to and uh, so it was like after we had our falling out because mm-hmm. I was I was an emotionally abusive boyfriend yeah and that's like when I started being like I gotta get through all this I gotta like figure out why I'm like this because it's chasing people I really I really care for away mm-hmm. and then like I just, like, Sufjan Stevens, like, listening to him more is, like, I'm going to construct some of my identity out of, like, this guy because I regard him as, like, even though, like, he's, sounds like he's crying at his own songs. Yeah. Like, there the openness in his, the openness in his albums are, like, is so admirable mm-hmm. that it's, like, hard to not, like, be, like, I kind of want to model myself after him. Yeah. And so, like, uh, forgot. <laughs> so yeah, I I started to be less stoic because that's why I was emotionally ma- manipulative. Yeah. Because it's like you're not gonna see my emotions. I'm gonna control yours. Because mm-hmm. controlling your emotions means I never have to show mine. Yeah. That's how. That's uh, that's I I think that's why I was um like emotionally abusive and manipulative like that. But then after that, it's like yeah i i gotta i gotta be more open about this stuff because it's like destroying any relationships i hope to have it's like even with my own family and stuff and like my family like they're still kind of suspicious of me because i used to be pretty stoic and like angry yeah 
but now I'm just like I, more open than sad. See, you can get angry too, but yeah, it's, it's okay. a different kind of anger. That yeah, I think you probably processed it as yeah because i can get angry now but like i'm so much more like oh god yeah, guys yeah. watch this movie i cried like five times yeah watching it mm. and they'll be like what like <laughs> you cried watching this like what's wrong with you like yeah yeah well both that and yeah. like like three years ago you didn't cry at anything so yeah. what's going on now like why are you so open about this like, what are you trying to do? Mm-hmm. Like, it was that kind of stuff. And then, like, I think the more I try, the, like, the more I listen to Zufan Stevens, op- uh, like, willingness to be open about emotions, the more I listened to his songs, I felt more emotionally secure. And then I, like, I think I just eventually would be, like, maybe if I just am open with my emotions, I can be totally secure with them at all times. Mm-hmm. I won't have to, like, be on guard and be on guard and everything because if people like hurt me because of them mm-hmm. then it's i'm gonna get hurt either way you if i'm if they're open or not like so I just started to be more open with my emotions and like i think sufan had like a big impact on that than like most other artists ever have mm-hmm. yeah with 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 that sort of stoicism i, I kind of want to continue on this yeah a little bit because it's interesting to me um because I, I i will bring it back i swear yeah no but i kind of want to see like where this kind of like root of stoicism like kind of came from because you're oh. very that knowing you as you are today like yeah. is not um it's kind of like really yeah so, so i'm wondering like was this like this stoicism something that you kind of always had like where you uh. sort of like Sort of like a kind of like stand, not necessarily standoffish, but like a quiet, like brooding child. Yeah. Or, or was it more so like once you got like closer to like joining the military or whatever? Like, no. what kind of. Yeah. Like, I'm wanting to like find a timeline here as to like yeah. where it, do military and Sufjan Stevens yeah. cross paths? Well, you see. Were you crying listening yeah. to like. At age of ads, like at the end of like your dorm bunk or something. Uh, I think the root of a very like, stoicism. To me. <laughs> yeah, the root of stoicism and everything that yeah. came to me was um definitely like way in my childhood because mm-hmm. like parents divorced, so I had yeah. to move everywhere, and then I was just like, uh, I don't want to deal with people because they just leave. So then I just like shut myself down and then at that point mm-hmm. like I started to um interpret that shutting down as like oh look at all these stoic male male figures in the media because mm-hmm. that was like my biggest uh like like uh model role yeah. models for like how to be it yeah, yeah yeah those are like those are like the people I saw mm-hmm. in the media those are the people I like had to model myself after because I didn't know how to be like a man in another way like like there's a way to be a boy mm-hmm. and i was like oh i'm doing it wrong because i'm not like these guys yeah so that's where like the stoicism came in and i think like the big transition like happened after like i got in the military mm-hmm. which was like really bad because <laughs> it was like i joined the military yeah. for like two years and yeah. it was like oh yeah i'm super like i'm a super stoic dude i will yeah. mess people up i will punch you in your face yeah and then like uh and then like after i met uh, my ex mm-hmm. had the falling out and then it was like, 
what the fuck is wrong with me? I started listening to Fonzie and I was like, oh, fuck, there's a lot wrong with me. <laughs> and, like, and then, like, I would be, like, listening to music and just, like, crying. And they're like, Garcia, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. It's like, you guys don't want to understand. Yeah. You guys just need it. It's such a sad album. And they'd be like, what? 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 And he's like, dude. You're not listening to Slayer? Yeah, basically. Yeah. It's like, yeah. well, I like Slayer, but, like, I just need to be, I just need to be in my emotions right now. No, and that's, and that's yeah. something that I, I think is, you know, one of the reasons I love music and I'm drawn to it so much is that it's such, it's such a, a catalyst for emotions. Oh, yeah. Like, different albums, different songs, different artists can fill you with, you know, like, if you listen to a punk rock record, you're going to, like, feel different at the end of it than yep. listening to, like, a Tom Waits record. Yeah, exactly. Like, when, when, when you're hearing, like, songs about, you know, destroying capitalism and overthrowing, yeah. you know, fascist governments versus, like, listening to an album about a sad sailor who got tricked by a magician or something, yeah. and you're like... These are two very different, like, yep. ways I'm going to experience that, and... Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think, like, that's another thing I love about, like, music that started to explore post of all my angsty, like, metal and rap music, mm-hmm. is that, like, not only are they a catalyst to expressing, or, like, feeling emotions, but they're a catalyst to understanding and, like, expressing emotions. Mm-hmm. Because, like... I don't think I knew how to express, like, any kind of angst prior to Linkin Park. Mm-hmm. I knew how to express, like, like, I think the the most impactful person, like, artist on me beforehand was Eminem. <laughs> yeah, I'm not <laughs> And it's just like, oh, yeah. I'm going to break, I'm going to, like, I'm going to cut off my wife's head and everything. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be <laughs> super edgy. But then all of a sudden, like, Linkin Park comes like, I want to feel... Some I forgot the songs. How did it sing? <laughs> like somewhere I belong. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, you... <laughs> yeah. yeah that's but yeah. it was like it yeah. still didn't like teach me how to express emotions. I think in a healthy way because it was just pure like, oh just be angry. Yeah. Just be ang- like be angry that you're sad. Don't be like sad that you're sad. And which just sounds like a, like a weird paradox, but like, yeah, I think prior to like Stephon Stevens, brand new, and all those other artists that my uh, that my ex has showed me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to process, like, sadness in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Then they came along, and it was like, yeah. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. That's, like, obviously movies and other medium have helped, but, like, music was, like, what was served as a big catalyst to, like, m- teaching me how to, like, express my emotions authentically in a way that was healthy. Mm-hmm. So, going back to the album that we were originally discussing. Yeah. Because I know we kind of went off on a little tangent. There, no, that's cool. I, I kind of wanted to follow that. Yeah. Um, so, you mentioned earlier that, like, when, when you're listening to this album, you you don't really have, like, anything that stands out to you. It, it's kind of, like, what is it, like, 45 minutes about? For, yeah. It's like it's like forty five minutes. It's like it's it's like forty five minutes to an hour of just a sort of emotional trip through this yeah. through this land. Is there any song on there like in particular that really stands out to you uh, that like that? Because you were talking about the second song off the album. Oh, should have known better. Yeah, and I don't know if that's one that I, it not necessarily has to be a favorite song, but something no. that like. 
if you were to basically, like, give this album to someone and, you know, say, like, hey, like, I want you to listen to this artist, listen to this album by this artist, listen to this song in particular. Yeah. Like, one that kind of stands out as a sort of, like... That's hard, because, like... Like, something that my, my the idea of the album, which I know is hard Yeah, to it, do. it would be Fourth of July that I think would do the yeah. best, because it's, like... Yeah. Because it's, like, basically he's, um... He's taking the role of uh, of the avatar of his mother, mm-hmm. and like basically speaking to himself about like, hey, we're all gonna die, so like, do your best right now, like have fun with it, and like stop crying and like just enjoy life for a moment, and like that was like probably the one that like hit me the most. Like when that song came in, I was like, oh shit shit, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> and it just, like, I was crying on the bus when that song came yeah. out. I was like, oh, God. Because, like, I think that whole, that like, if you could summarize the album into, like, a single song, like, that would be, like, its thesis, I guess. Mm-hmm. Both of July would be a very good pick. Yeah. Because that's basically, like, what it is. It's, like, Sufan uh, reflecting on the death of his mother and how he should interpret it going forward. And I think that song does the best job of it. And, but, I don't, I think also, like, Blue Bucket of Gold. Mm-hmm. That's the, is that, that's the last song. That's the last that's song, like, yeah. yeah. And, like, in, on the, on their live album, it's, like, it, they do it, like, so much better on the live album, because, mm-hmm. like, it's so much more haunting. Yeah. Because in the end, they, like, just leave out with, like, um, with, like, a, like, a soft, like, like, chorus of just like ooing mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know what the proper word for it is but they just be like vocalizing yeah they're guess. just like yeah. harmonizing basically mm-hmm. but that one they're like start harmonizing but then sufan just like goes off and just starts like it starts like i don't uh, where like he just like starts singing mm-hmm. but like where it's just like a single note it's just like a, ah. so just kind of like a counter like, yeah. I, didn't, I Every, didn't listen to yeah. the live album. I just listened yeah. to the studio album. No, but like in the like in the in the live album, they like do that like little haunting like harmonizing, and then he just like counteracts it by just like just like full on just like just belting it. Yeah, belting yeah, it, and that's it's always just like good. ah. But I love when Tom Waits does that shit. Too. Yeah, like <laughs> it's definitely like a sort of cathartic emotional expression yeah. to just sort of like scream this into the ether like it doesn't even have to be like anger it can be like i'm sad i'm happy yeah because like i think that's the one thing that like i think is perfect for the album but like the live album like gives you that like a little bit better especially for since the live album came out like i think two years after it is that like the whole album sits with grief the entire time i don't think you ever have a cathartic moment to get away from it Mm -hmm. the live album gives you that and it's just like, oh god! As a live album, do they play it just straight through of uh, what this like? It's the same track list in the same order. I think it's the same track list up until like the last song, like after like okay. the second to last song plays from like the regular album. It goes Vesu- it goes uh, Vesuvius mm-hmm. from Age of Ads, then um, then Feudal Devices from Age of Ads, mm-hmm. then Blue Bucket of Gold. Okay. And then like an instrument, like a five minute instrumental part of like continuation of Blue Bucket Gold, then they sing Hotline Bling. 
Yeah. Sing Hotline Bling. Yep. To close out the album. Yep. To close, to close out like the saddest, the, live album. the saddest fucking album. Yeah. You could possibly think of. I love. And it ends with a fucking cover of Hotline Bling. I love. Yeah. That is amazing. They bring on. Uh, I think it's Gallant. Have you ever heard of his album? Yes. He, yeah. They bring him on and they like sing together. Oh and like God. the video version of it is awesome because Sufan's like, let me see your best Drake invention. It, like impression. He's just doing like, 80 dances or something, or what? <laughs> he starts dancing. Like you spend like a whole album with him, just being, just like, just like cooing in your ear and stuff. Like yeah. just on the keyboard, just looking all sad. Then all of a sudden, he's like dancing like Drake at the very end with Gallant, and like, this is amazing. <laughs> I mean, I suppose you gotta leave leave someone on like an upswing. You can't oh yeah. Just be like, all right, everyone. And I think like, have a good night. I think that's why he made a point to like. To make a live album, kind of. Because, like, the first album, on its own, like, I think, together, they tell their own story. Like, him him going through grief yeah. is the first, is, like, the studio album. Mm-hmm. Live album is him, like, basically, this is my grief. He's owning yeah. it. And then, like, putting on a show for everybody else using his grief. Mm-hmm. Which I think, which I really love the idea of that, like, just owning it at one point. Like, you feel it, and then you own it, and, pro- and like... And like, use it as fuel. So is so you, you what you're saying because I haven't seen the live one. Yeah. Um, but it's, I I think I think sorry go ahead. It's not a fun album up until like the very end. Yeah. Like it still has that same melancholy tone, mm-hmm. but like they're just so much more uh, like they do so much more with it I guess mm-hmm. like. Because in this album, it's very, like, simple. Yep. Like, they don't go too crazy. That one, they're, like, putting in all kinds of, like, trumpets. Yeah, but and stuff. stuff like that. And it just feels like... Like when Bonnie Bear plays live. Yeah, yeah. And it just feels, yeah. like, so much more, like... It, like, takes away from the melancholy a bit. But, like, replaces it with, like, kind of a... Kind of just more of entertaining. Yeah. Bye. So, what, what I'm kind of trying to think with that is, like... That the grief has been processed. Yeah. Through 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 the music, like yeah. The first the the first album, the live or the the studio album, is just the recording of the grief as close to the moment as possible. Yep. So then you have some time. You have the the amount of times playing these songs over and over and just getting those um, getting those feelings out of you out into the yeah. ether into the environment. And allowing other people to kind of witness them, and then, you know, hearing responses of like, oh, this song did this, or yeah, you know, whatever, like things musicians hear from fans. Then that, along with just you know, time healing the wounds of the loss of his mother, mm-hmm. developed it into an album that is. It has that grief. Yeah. But like you were saying, it owns that grief and it goes, "Yep, this is this is it," and allows itself to be sort of free of that same weight, the weightness yep. pulling it down. Yeah, it's it, it's definitely like the live album is definitely less heavy mm-hmm. than it. Like it's like I would say I don't. I wish I could think of a better word, but it's like 
it's not as much of a struggle to listen to. Yeah. Because, like, in, by no means I mean, like, the first album is a struggle, but, like, mm-hmm. to emotionally get through it is kind yeah. of just, like, a chore in a way because you're just like, oh, God, I just got to deal with this, don't I? Like, it's, it's, gotta, not, it's not something to listen to while driving. Yeah, it's not like... I tried that with the first two songs, and I was like, I'm just going to go home and listen to this because there's no yeah. way... It's one of those albums that you have to just lay in a dark room and just, like, listen to. The, yeah. the live album, you can, like, play and just and just kind of just, like, enjoy Sufan's, uh, uh, Sufan's talent. Yeah. Which, which is really cool that, like, it evolved into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but since since you listened to it the first time, and I know we kind of touched on this briefly, but when you when you listen to it now, do you still have that same like that same level of like of weight that that you that you that you feel that same um, emotional tie to Sufjan's struggle. I think... Not really. Mm-hmm. Like, it became less about, like, the album that I listened to to get through this struggle with my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Uh, and became more of, like, an album I listened to to, like, get through, like, any kind of, like, loss I'm thinking about mm-hmm. at that point. Like, it's just the album, like, I turn to when I'm, like, feeling down about something mm-hmm. and, like, are feeling down about some kind of, like, some kind of loss yeah like be it like even like even relationships and stuff like that like it's just like something i get turned to at this point to like process like any kind any level of grief it doesn't like i don't maybe like in the future if there's ever like a big loss again mm-hmm. i will I'll, it'll have that like same weight but as for now when i'm not like emo as emotionally vulnerable it's just like something to like it's kind of like a checkup you yeah know? Like, it, I, I, t- I listen to it to, like, like, okay, I have, like, these emotions processed. I have them, like, reflected on. I have them, underst- uh, them understood. This album has helped with that. That's basically what I do mm-hmm. when I listen to it at this point. But it, it, I don't think I cry on the... I don't think I cry listening to it at this point. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, thank you for talking about this album. Yeah. It's been very entertaining <laughs> and very enlightening. Oh, yeah. So, thank you again. Thank you for no letting problem. me come to your house to record this. Video. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What an interview. I, I wasn't really sure where it would go, but I'm glad it went where it did, because now I know a lot more about my friend than I did before. Music is such an interesting force in the universe to me. It, it, it has the power to be a catalyst for our innermost feelings and can allow us to express them in a more controlled setting in in the in a sense um i would once again like to thank my guest tony for being on the show for giving me the idea for this podcast for hosting the show on the pretty punk network and for allowing me to ask some of the deeper questions that i did in the interview if you liked the show please give it a review on itunes or wherever you downloaded it um, also, there are other great podcasts on the Pretty Punk Network, including The Macabre Sort, Alcoholic Batgirl, um, Original Sinin. I know, I know they're working on a couple other ones over there, so uh, stay tuned, stay uh, connected to the network, and I know there'll be more stuff coming out in, uh, uh, in the near future. Uh, gotta give a shout out to uh, Andre and Carl, the other two members of Colorcaster, which is the band I'm in. 
uh, for letting me use our song Lines as the music for this show. Uh, Once again, thank you very much for listening to today's episode. This has been Note for Note. I have been Michelle Lightshue. Be sure to check it out next time when my guest will be John Lennon. Until then, have a wonderful week. If you